0: Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, and projects, and people at Lamar University. It's week five of our remote radio podcasting due to social distancing, and I'm very ready to get back in the studio with people. But, of course, we're doing the best we can. Uh, people are beginning to ask, um, you know, what's what's going to happen in higher education? How are we going to rebound from from this? And of course, I can't speak to all of higher ed. I think there are going to be some big changes, but I can tell you how Lamar University is going to recover the same way we've recovered from other natural disasters. Uh, you know, let's face it. We, we've adapted, right, <laughs> in recovery at this point. Um, I really wouldn't want to be at any other university other than Lamar University because the faculty, staff, and the students know how to survive. We've been through, I mean, how many natural disasters now from Rita forward? So, from Rita to Rona, we have done this thing. Uh, we've recovered. We've moved forward pretty dramatically after very difficult events, and that's why we will recover from COVID-19 fully. We have a, we have strong community support. We have dedicated faculty. We have implemented creative solutions during this time. We're very innovative. We work hard, and um, and we're experienced. So. Uh, let's talk about some of the creative solutions. Uh, We've contacted every student and received nearly 1,500 responses to our student survey from our our check-in calls, as we call them. And we have numerous offices and individuals, faculty, staff, and student workers from all over the campus who have helped to assist to make sure that everyone is contacted. And we discovered one of the challenges of our students has been internet access or spotty access and, and, I, and I mean I can tell you from working at home you know when I've got my husband, and three kids all on the Wi-Fi uh, that can make it spotty. you can have good internet you can have good Wi-Fi but then all of a sudden it's not so good when you've got everybody connected. So what Lamar has done and I think this is just fabulous is we've created Wi-fi parking lots, two parking lots on the Lamar University campus have been, have been converted to Wi-Fi parking lots. So all our students, our Cardinals just pull in, fire up their laptops, and complete school work all while social distancing. The, their faculty and staff lots too, which I think is really exciting. You know what? Parking is a premium on the Lamar University campus. And to be able to pull into a faculty and staff lot for a student, uh, it's pretty cool. So between the Brooks and Shevers Dining Hall and the Communications Building in D5 is uh, one of the lots, and the other one is the Galloway Business Building and the Music Building, which is Lot E1. They're now designated lots for students who need Internet access. Uh, the IT has worked really hard to get these lots up and running, and, of course, they will be monitored by Lamar University Police Department. The gates will open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and technical support will be available, as always, uh, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And, of course, you just pull in and pull out, and I think it's just great. We're going to finish the semester strong as we go into that very stressful time of, um, of uh, finals, students will have internet access right there uh, on the Lamar University campus so they can come and get access. And those are the kinds of innovative things that Lamar is doing to support our students during this very unprecedented time. And we'll continue to do that. Uh, so I'm listening um, um, to um, you know, the students around campus, and 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 finding out um, that uh, they are working through the problems with their uh, with online, moving to online, and um, doing some really great things, but but and, and able to, they're able to do everything they need to do online. But they're anxious to get back to campus. And so, what I wanted to do today is talk to someone who is working on the campus, and that gives us hope. Things are happening on campus. Um, I've got Katherine Miller as our guest today. She is the Assistant VP, Planning and Construction. And uh, Catherine, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're, you're welcome, Shelly. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're glad, we're glad to have you. I, I thought it would be exciting to talk about our campus because we're all anxious to get back to our campus. And it's not just sitting there idle. A lot is happening on the Lamar University campus. Is that correct? That's
1: correct. Uh, We've been able to maintain momentum on most of our projects um, and are happy to, you know, help the economy by ensuring that that at least one part of the the industry is is still able to work. So, um, yeah, we've been keeping most of our projects going.
0: That's perfect. I want to talk about your job. Um, I think – so tell us, what do you do there at Lamar University?
1: So um, our department, basically, we serve as the owner's representative, and uh, we manage all of the new construction and the renovation on the campus. And that entails everything from establishing the original budget and schedule, selecting and procuring the architects and the contractors, uh, negotiating their fees, overseeing their services, We uh, coordinate and communicate with the stakeholders on every project, the internal stakeholders. Of course, we monitor the progress of the work. And and, um, other than life safety, we are the uh, code enforcers, so we ensure that all of the regulatory and code requirements are met, and that could include anything from ensuring that a project gets certified for energy code. Uh, conservation compliance with the State Energy Conservation Office, Mm. if it's Mm -hmm. an older building, that it gets reviewed by the Texas Historical Commission, and that it gets registered with um, TDLR for accessibility standard compliance. So basically, we are responsible for um, managing all of the administrative requirements of any project. And additionally, um, I'm responsible for some quarterly and annual uh, reporting to the Board of Regents and the Higher Education Coordinating Board, and um, we also lead the effort to develop the long-range campus master plan of the physical Mm. environment and, and ensure that we are complying with that plan. Got it. Now...
0: I want to talk about a very successful project um, completed last year, and that's our science and technology building. Um, what was your role in that project? So I was the owner's uh, representative on that project,
1: um, and um, we had third-party project management, but basically I, uh, you know, oversaw all of the management of that project and, um, everything from the initial selection of the the consultants to closing it out. And um, it's a, it's a great project. It's a two story building uh, with a Mm -hmm. mechanical penthouse uh, about 83,000 square feet and consists of a mix of instructional and research labs as well as an innovation center that includes a a very large maker space and other support labs. Um, I think, Everyone is aware by now that this was the first academic building construction on campus in, in 40 years. And um, starting with the 2014 master plan, uh, most of the decisions in recent years have focused on developing the south end of campus and creating a new prominent south campus entrance. So the construction exactly. of the CIC buildings were the first steps, mm-hmm. and then Text Dot. Uh, the administration worked with TechStot to reconfigure the on and off ramps, and from that, it was just a natural that the new Science and Technology Building was part of that progression, um, and still somehow remained connected to the academic heart of campus to the to the north. So we cited it specifically to become an anchor facility um, off of the new South Campus, and hopefully, at some point in the future, we could implement the. The plan's envisioned in the master plan to turn Cunningham into a pedestrian green, and um, this building would be part of that um, reconfiguration.
0: So, in um, Cunningham, sorry, Catherine, to... what is what is Cunningham? Tell me Cunningham, about
1: that. I'm sorry, Cunningham is an internal street on campus that runs north okay. south. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's it's you know it it's it has to be maintained for emergency vehicle and service access, but the campus, uh, the Met 2014 master plan envisioned turning that area into a north-south pedestrian green, um, mm-hmm. it's just a street right now. Um, so we deliberately cited the Science and Technology building so that it, it would be an anchor along that green if and when that
0: project ever does happen. Right, right. Uh, well, it's an absolutely beautiful building and it's recently received um, accolades um, for its laboratory space. Is, is that correct? Am I getting that right? Or is it for the overall design of the building? And that's correct. So the, the first award, uh, our notification that we were
1: being in consideration uh, for an award was um, for the publication lab manager. And mm-hmm. we were notified recently that we were selected as a finalist for their Lab Design Excellence Award. Um, The architect was scheduled to return to campus in April this month to do some additional exterior photography to use for some other award submissions, but, of course, that had to be postponed um, because of the pandemic. So hopefully, you know, when we open back up, we can get them back out here, and uh, we will be submitting the project for more awards. I do know that it was also submitted for the Society of College and University Planners Design Excellence Award, so we're keeping our fingers crossed on that one and and many others in the future.
0: Well, I encourage anybody who hasn't seen it to just come out and see it. I mean, it's almost like an art museum. It is absolutely beautiful, functional and beautiful. Catherine, let's move on to talk about um, furthering the plans and moving into the next phase uh, of, the, of the welcoming area um, off Cardinal Drive. Can you tell us what's happening now?
1: Sure, so we just broke ground um, a couple of weeks ago on a new 6,300-square-foot welcome center that's going to serve as the gateway to campus, and there will be a variety of of displays and information um, points about various aspects of campus life for, for visitors and alumni, potential new students, and it will also be the new starting point for campus tours and um you know, we will we'll basically um, is intended
0: to be the front door of the campus going forward. Well, and I love it, too. We haven't mentioned this, but um, the, the concrete plant is gone. And so you're going to have this wonderful green space and welcoming center with no dust or noise or any of that. And, and people who know this area know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the concrete plant, right? <laughs> no. Yes, they do.
1: Okay. Yes. we got to do this turning they're green,
0: they're green they're as we, we speak. speak. Yes, it is turning green. We've had so much good rain lately that uh, it's going to be very green. I think it will be a nice surprise when we all get back to campus um, okay. very quickly, and we are starting to run out of time. But I, I, want, to, I want you to talk about um, some of the projects for the future. Are we redoing the plumber building, which I think is just such an icon on the campus?
1: Well, that, that is one of the projects that we're going we're gonna to delay for a bit of time. Um, okay. But there isn't there are there are plans to renovate the plumber building uh, we will be replacing the roof definitely this year along with a couple of of others um, and we're looking you know the focus I think for the for the short term at least is going to be on renovation and trying to maximize existing space
0: yeah. um,
1: we will be submitting an appropriations request to the legislature for a very significant capital project which is to modernize the library and upgrade ah. its aging infrastructure and our our plan is to incorporate a new digital learning center into that facility um, and then we're we're just you know in increasing our efforts to look at how space is used across campus and um trying to re- maybe perhaps repurpose some space um so that it's used more effectively and um of course, we're still looking at ways to improve energy consumption and conservation. Working with the facilities management department on some projects, like replacing boilers in the in the south and north plants, and uh, other aging infrastructure. So that's kind of the focus for the near term. And um, you know, I think probably there won't be a whole lot of new construction in the next couple of years, other than the Welcome Center. But there. There's still quite a bit of
0: renovation and and upgrades um, to be accomplished. Very good. I've noticed when I walk around campus and through some of the buildings, there are a lot more spaces for students to hang out, um, upgraded um,
1: uh,
0: chairs and lounge areas and things like that. And that's all the work of Catherine Miller. Catherine, thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate your role at Lamar University, and we appreciate you listening every week to the LU Moment. To Go on the website at lamar.edu, where you can find out about admissions and registration and all the things that we're doing to help students stay uh, connected during this time of the COVID pandemic. Thanks for listening. I'm Shirley Vatanzo, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.